And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. We have to do this in sections or bite by bite, because if I wait for the perfect time to do this, it'll never get done. Just want to begin to deal with this idea that's pretty popular and has been popular for a long time regarding Jesus Christ, which is that Jesus hung out with sinners. In a way that's true, but in the way that the world puts it, it's totally false. Now, Jesus is a friend of sinners. Otherwise, you and I will be in trouble. He has a grace and mercy. The Lord does love us. But there are conditions to that love. And the world is trying to tell us and professing Christians sometimes, and sometimes real Christians, have been deceived into thinking that Jesus is just going to accept us no matter what we do. And the Bible just doesn't back that up. Professing Christians and true believers who are trying to hold on to the world and Jesus at the same time, which is not possible if you actually understand what the Bible is telling you. It's not possible. Ecumenical Christianity is an oxymoron. And all those people are trying to say, they're trying to claim that we all just need to come together as one and that all religions are essentially the same thing. And it's just not true. The Christian, the professing believer who is trying to hold hands with the world in the name of quote unquote love is actually going against true Christianity, whether they know it or not. Remember, Jesus said he is the truth, the way and the life, not one way. Now, you have to just come to terms with that if you're calling yourself a Christian. If you're not a Christian, then of course you don't believe that. And you're kind of out of it anyway. You're already condemned. You're an unbeliever. You're lost. But if you're listening, listening to this, you still have a chance. That's the good news. It's partly part of the good news. No, Jesus met with sinners. He still meets with sinners. He still tried to talk to you. Uh, via the Holy Spirit, to accept the gospel of the Bible. Death, burial, and resurrection, that Jesus is the only way to the Father. You can't get to him except by him. If you're trying to get to God any other way, you're a thief and a robber. You'll notice in the New Testament that Jesus goes around and people are drawn to him. They're seeking him out. He's not hanging out with sinners. He's not going to the theater or the arena or whatever entertainments they had back then. He's not going to the club with you. He's not going to hang out at the bar with you. He's not watching a Super Bowl with you. He's not hanging out with you in that way. But he does love you. At the same time, he's not going to compromise his truth. Now you look there in Matthew 8, verse 16. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. These people were seeking him out. He wasn't running after them. You notice Jesus never chased people to believe in him. He would give them the truth. And if they rejected him, he would just leave. And I want to follow that example. The Christians should be following his example, of course. If you're a Christian, you should be a follower of Christ, which means you don't need to try to be friends in that kind of way, which uh, in, in a way that you're going to compromise what Jesus told you to do in order to seem loving and caring to people who hate Jesus Christ and hate what you believe. But that's what many professing Christians do. They change Christianity into something that's acceptable to the world 
And they've got to understand that Jesus said they're never going to accept him. I'm talking about the real Jesus now. That now they will they will accept a fake Jesus, one of the many fake fake false Jesus. And there are many of those. But they're not going to accept the true Jesus because he testifies that the world, the worlds and that sinners, their works are evil. He's going to tell them that they're wrong. He's going to tell them they're in sin and that there's no way to pay for that except through him. Otherwise, they're going to have to pay for it themselves. And that's going to be big trouble for them. It's going to mean internal separation from the Lord. So there's no way that unsaved people are going to like that Jesus. They're going to like the lovey dubby Jesus that looks like a 1969 Woodstock hippified Jesus. And that just wants to hug you, run up to you with a tie-dyed shirt on, and pass you a doobie or something. That's not the real Jesus. But that's the Jesus that most people want. In Matthew 8, further down there, verse 28, which corresponds to Mark chapter 5, uh, uh, chapter or passage that I refer to quite often, and I'm talking about it again because I want to repeat that people who are lost, they are drawn to Jesus. Everybody's drawn to Jesus. Everybody likes to talk about him in some way. Or they're talking about the fake Jesus or the real Jesus. They're thinking about him. And there in Matthew 8, 28 and Mark chapter 5, you see again, somebody that's lost, at least at that moment, possessed by unclean spirits. They see Jesus and they know it's God. And they're obsessed with him. Right now, you don't know Jesus. You don't believe him. You're still obsessed with him. But he's not going to hang out with you in the way that you want. So you may go away angry or disappointed or discouraged like the rich young ruler. And I think uh, Luke chapter 18, that rich ruler wanted to add Jesus to his worldly accolades and status and money. And Jesus said, that's not possible, essentially. And the ruler walked away dismayed. Most people walk away from Jesus uh, dismayed, discouraged, because he's not going to allow himself to just be stirred into all the other stuff that they've got going on. No, he's above all of it. And even when you reject him, he's still the only reason you can reject him. He's allowing you that time. He's giving you a grace period. It's up to you whether, what you're going to do with that. Uh, we just want to point out that Jesus is not going to hang out with you as you're doing your dirt, as you're doing your sin in a way that people try to claim it. He's going to shake the dust off his feet and walk away from you if you reject him. He's not going to beg you like that. People don't like that Jesus. They want the Jesus that is just going to be nice no matter what. But Jesus is holy. The Lord is holy. The Father God is holy. And there's no way that he can even allow you in his presence if you've rejected his son. That's why his son is here to be the go-between. Now, Jesus does love people, even though they don't believe the same things he believes, where everything he believes is true. Even if you don't act the way that Jesus wants you to act, he still loves you. That is true. But there are limits to that love. He's either going to walk away from you or you're going to walk away from him. As you see there in John chapter 6, famous verse there, John 6, verse 66. And we know that's no accident that this verse falls right there 
right after Jesus said, therefore I said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father, which matches up with John 14, 6. And then verse 66 there, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Is that going to be you? I know I'm praying right now that somebody is realizing, is understanding that you're not going to bring Jesus down, but you need to go up to him.